You're listening to Social Work Insider, the go-to podcast for social workers in all stages. Each episode, you're going to learn key career insights and tips to prepare you for hiring success. From building confidence to personal branding, I'm your host, Harleni Vasquez, a first-gen Latina, licensed social worker turned social work career coach, and I'm on a mission, y'all, to uplift and elevate the social work profession. I was able to build my own roadmap to success within my own social work career, and I'm here to provide you all with the concrete tools and knowledge needed to create the success you desire utilizing your social work degree. Enjoy! Welcome back, my fellow social workers, to another episode here on Social Work Insider. And today it is a juicy episode for you all because summer is here, things are coming in hot, and I know a lot of y'all may be wondering what is next for me when it comes to my social work career. So today I have my fellow social work gal, Sojourner White, who's a remote social worker who travels, y'all. Um, and I'm so excited to have her on the podcast today because we're going to get into all about remote social work and just elevating yourself to another level. Sojourner, how are you? I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you for having me. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So before we get into, you know, all about remote social work, I would love for you to tell my lovely listeners a little bit about you and how, you know, everything got started, your journey. Cool. So hi, y'all. Hey, y'all. Hi, my name is Sojourner. I use she, her pronouns. I am from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, which is where I currently live, but I am a remote social worker, so I do be traveling quite a bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just got back from a train ride. I went from Milwaukee to Portland, then Portland to Vancouver, Canada. So wow. I've been kind of on the road during my Memorial Day break. <laughs> but <laughs> I do stuff like that. I've been being remote since I graduated in May 2020. I was, you know, an early pandemic grad. So that's really where my social work career started. I got my bachelor's in psychology and Spanish for undergrad and then went on to get my master's in international social work. But obviously with the pandemic, that was not happening. So I had to pivot uh, to a different skill set I had, which was I learned qualitative research and evaluation. So I essentially ask questions for a living is like the most simple way <laughs> I can I can say it. But that includes like focus groups, interviews, workshops, some in-person things here in the U.S. But primarily, I would say I'm like 90 percent remote and I've been doing it for three years. I'll, I'll, start, I'll celebrate my three year anniversary June 15th so yeah that's amazing no it's isn't it crazy how sometimes we have an idea of like I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that and then how things kind of fall in our lap and we're like wait a minute like we can actually do this and as you know in our profession there's a lot of noise about what social workers can do and where they show work especially schools of social work it's really about there's not a lot of visibility out there about the different roles that social workers can embark so I love it doing your thing and it's really about you know giving everyone the opportunity to recognize that you know tech remote is basically 
here, right? Like the remote world. Um, and, and it always comes down to first, like recognizing, you know, your skills and your areas of expertise and then finding those remote positions. So I would love you can share with everyone who's maybe thinking or maybe on the fence of like, I want to find a remote social work position, but I don't know where to start. Um, what would you say to everyone? Yeah, remote social work is like definitely new um, and it's not a real job title, but that is the most simplified job title. So I can't say I'm like a qualitative evaluator. People look at me like I'm crazy. So <laughs> say I'm a remote social worker, that's more simple. But again, it's not a job title. So if you are someone who's interested in remote social work, I always tell folks, you need to figure out what area you want to work in because social work is so broad. It's like a blessing mm -hmm. and a curse, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. like, like you want to have all the opportunities, but with remote social work, you have to be sure, like you have to know at least some areas. People on like TikTok and email me or like, I don't know what I want to do, but like, that's kind of the first step is like, you have to research and figure out do you want to work in policy do you want to work in research do you want to do training and like facilitation or learning because I think too it's one of those things where everything is not going to be remotable if that's a word <laughs> and so I think a lot of social workers have to also decide like are you giving up your passion to be remote because I've had people email me and they're like well I want to work in like the juvenile justice system well babes that's not remote like you know there are some roles that needs to be in person. So I think the biggest step is figuring out, okay, where do I want to fall into remote work in the social work, like career field? And then what skills do I have that can get me there? I think are the two beginning questions before you even start like job searching, because you kind of have to know where you're going first. Uh, so I did write a remote social work one-on-one -on -one guide uh, last year. It's on my website, sojourneys.com. And I'll make sure that the link is accessible to everyone. But I wrote that for that very reason, because it does take a bit of time to figure out what areas you want to work in first, and then figure out, okay, within those areas, like within policy, within research, within whatever area, what are the jobs that are most remotable <laughs> for you to do? Absolutely. I love how you broke that down. And, you know, based on what you're mentioning, it's, it's a bit more macro, even though also there's a lot of opportunities that, you know, obviously direct practice, right? Like being a therapist, you definitely can find a lot of remote <laughs> positions, but then those positions tend to be more for like independently licensed um, roles rather than more like associate level, um, which I know that can definitely be difficult. And like you just said it perfectly, it really starts with identifying your key skills, your key areas of expertise. And as you all hear me often say is, you know, conduct that career inventory, identify those non-negotiables. Like you mentioned, everyone's like, oh, I want to be remote. Okay, but what do you want to do? And you gave the perfect example. Like there's going to be some roles that you, medical social work, well, you could, there's travel social work, right? I know we'll get into that in a little bit, but you know, specifically for some roles, right? It's really depending on the environment and how can you best support, right? In that role, um, it's also coming from that place of really identifying like what are your options, right? Like, like you mentioned, sometimes you also have to be okay with really identifying like, okay, but what, what's important to me? Like, for example, for those who are very like clinical, 
And I've had a lot of clients that come to me and they're like, you know, I want to work remote, right? Like my right now, remote roles and more money is number one for me than earning my clinical hours, right? And I'm more along the lines of like, that's your non-negotiable. So it's also coming to a place that when you're job searching, regardless of what platform you use, it's not going to have the title social worker, right? And it's really about first identifying your key skills, right? Like you mentioned, whether it's qualitative research, like that can be a particular skill um, keyword, actually, that you can look in your job search that can, and, and once you highlight remote, um, can also give you um, different opportunities that, you know, come up with those job descriptions. I mean, what wouldn't you say as well? Yeah, I agree, especially because I feel like now I'm seeing a slight change in people saying it's remote, but then you read the fine print and it's not actually remote. I feel like hybrid. That <laughs> yeah, like that wasn't as much of a thing when I first like was looking for jobs and whatnot, because obviously we, we were deeper in the pandemic. And now that people are like, it's over, we're out of it or whatever we're in right now. Um it's very much like the roles I think are changing a bit, but there are certain areas like research and evaluation is something that can be done remotely. Like that is something that you really have to like consider. Cause like, again, is it a non-negotiable? Do you want to be remote? Or do you want to work in this specific area of social work? And I think too, with social workers, like you can have whatever pays your bills, but if you want to volunteer in a different area, <laughs> you, you can do that too. Because I think a lot of folks also assume that everyone who wants to work remote wants to travel. And that's not actually true. I met more people who want to work remote just to be at home, <laughs> you know, because they're like, they have families, they have young children, or they just like their house and they would like to work from their home office. So I think there's a lot of things you have to ask yourself when you're starting your remote social work path on like, again, as you said, what are those non-negotiables? And now that I know what they are, how do I align my job search to find roles within that? Absolutely. And one thing I want to mention when it comes to the job search that I often get questions about, and I'm pretty sure you do as well, is that some people will put just social work. Some people will just put, um, you know, masters in social work and they get very um like broad responses and some roles won't even require um, a master's degree in social work. And, and I'm saying in the sense of like, as you all know, right, I pivoted from social services to working in mental health tech as a recruiter. As a recruiter, you don't even need your um, master's degree, you only need your bachelor's degree. However, as a clinical recruiter, I'm still utilizing my social work skills. I'm still operating through a social work lens, right? I recruit therapists, so I have to understand the lingo. So I want to give everyone also a different perspective that it really starts with identifying your skills, your why, right? And then being able to filter in your job search, right? Whether it's remote and then particular skills rather than thinking like, oh, let me look up social work and I'm going to get all these remote positions, right? Because I know you mentioned that it's not going to have that in the title. So I would love also if you can share um, a little bit about maybe there's some uh, websites that you recommend um, besides LinkedIn, because I know I always talk about LinkedIn, um, but I know you have, um, and I know I'm going to be including all of this information in the show notes, y'all. But is there any particular websites that you recommend um, specifically to find um, these remote social work roles? Yes. And also to your point, I think social workers get caught up in our degrees and our license and our licenses, licensure more than our actual skills. And that really 
puts us into a box. So mm-hmm. I hope folks understand that you have more skills than just calling yourself like a social worker. That's the degree you have, but there are skills that are attached to that, which you need to use in order to find that remote social work job, which you can look on different websites. I actually think LinkedIn is one of the better ones, not because they'll post jobs, but they have like a lot of job fairies or yeah. people post a lot of job opportunities that are remote that I think is a really unique way to find remote social work jobs. I find some roles that I put into my weekly newsletter in there as well. Idealist does have some. You do, I would recommend if you use Idealist, if you find a role there, try to go to the website or the company's actual website, because sometimes they're like, this is work from anywhere. And you go on the website, it's like, no, this is from like DC. (laughs) So you have to really kind of vet it, I would say. But those are the two places that I primarily find remote roles, I would say for, and I think I've mentioned this in my guide, I believe, but I know I share, like I'm an evaluator, right? And so I've actually learned about different job boards and portals through like the American Evaluation Association. So if your career path has an association, see if they have like a job board where they post remote roles because I've also found some really cool opportunities there so I feel like with social work we do have to get a bit more creative because a lot of the ones people talk about like remotely and working nomads and stuff like that a lot of that is super tech heavy Mm -hmm. unless you want to be like a content writer for like a mental health company right and that's something you can do but I feel like we really have to (laughs) vet a lot more of the roles to see if they're actually remote but idealists and finding those job fairies on LinkedIn is really helpful I know I found there was a, a org I saw on LinkedIn called therapists in tech um, oh yes oh yes. yeah which is a really good one if you're a therapist uh, and there are some like remote I'm blanking on the name there are some like remote therapy companies too so you can look into there and then I also tell folks if you are like a school social worker right think of yourself as like a social worker and educator so you don't have to limit yourself to just like social work role say somebody looking for like a curriculum writer mm-hmm. or something in like some education some education like organizations are also looking for those kinds of roles or those kind of people to work remotely too in a different way. So again, it's about tailoring your skills. If you're a really good writer, I promise you there'll be work for you out here as a proposal writer, a grant writer. I see on Idealist a lot, a lot of times. Flex jobs, I know is one people recommend you do have to pay for it. So that is something to consider if you really want to pivot and aren't having a whole lot of luck. Uh, but those would be my main ones. And then I, I send them out weekly on my newsletter and I try to, I put like a few, I can't put too many. So I want to be clear on like what it is, but I put about five or six a week that I'm able to find on my own newsletter to send out to folks oh, from micro to macro social work, though it definitely leans heavier on the macro because we have the most flexibility there. I feel like for remote work as, as social workers. Absolutely. And, you know, and that ties in beautifully to letting everybody know that like y'all gotta put in the work (laughs) in the sense of like being a bit more intentional in your job search because you know I get questions all the time and and you as well like oh I I can't find a remote social position but it's like okay what keywords do you use 
you know, you can't just write remote social work, expect to find, you know, all these high quality um, positions and then expect your job search to be really easy, especially in this competitive job market. And, you know, y'all hear me talk about LinkedIn. It's so important to build your personal brand and network effectively and, you know, go out there and get the roles that you deserve because, you know, social work school definitely did an amazing job in teaching us the foundations only, obviously, um, even though obviously it is a conversation for another day about other things they should have taught us, but at least foundational things about, you know, how to build rapport, right? How to assess, how to evaluate. Um, those are things that are absolutely very, very important. I agree. We have a whole we have a whole conversation about stuff we should have like learned in school. But I think to your point too, people like you really do have to get creative because of our career path and also because we we're battling a lot of stereotypes yep. about what social workers can and cannot do, which I think is not something that every or most career fields have to battle. Uh so I think and that can really hinder your mindset, right? So you have to be very like strong willed in your search and very strategic in it too. And do not sleep on having a network or asking your network about roles. Like the job that I have now was from like a family friend. She's like a big sister to me. She was like, hey, I know we're in a pandemic. I know you had this plan, but I have this job for you if you want to try it out for a year. And I'm still here three years later. So definitely don't rely on just like websites tap into your network tap into your alumni services your career services from your university because they still like help you as you go out into the world and those will be when you can also find some of the jobs you will never see posted on these websites oh my god yes and you know that's saying your your network is your net worth and even my current role right now working in tech and even I still get um, people reaching out it's really about building your personal brand and sometimes people think building your personal brand is becoming a content creator it's not necessarily those things I mean hey as a career coach yeah no like this is my area of expertise it's what I do helping social workers build their brand so they can market themselves effectively and these are things that you can do on LinkedIn and behind the scenes and I mean behind the scenes is networking you know optimizing your LinkedIn profile being very strategic and intentional with your job search plan and even how you're reaching out to hiring managers and recruiters being intentional is what I mentioned before about doing the work so y'all there's a lot of opportunities out there um I will have now to briefly pivot into the the travel social work because also another um and it kind of goes into again you have to be creative um and really think about like what that will look like um so I would love if you could share a little bit about um you know social workers who travel <laughs> it's funny because people are always like do you have licenses in every state like I don't have at all <laughs> honey like unless I got a driver's license and I hate using that too so uh so I always like to clarify and say I'm a remote social worker who travels not a traveling social worker because that is a whole other like lane of like traveling case managers and social workers who work in more like hospital settings yeah but for me, I when I got my remote job, I was like, well, we were still in the pandemic, so I wasn't really traveling. I would take the first year and a half. I really was just living at home, saving up, paying off all them loans from this MSW degree. Uh, and so now I definitely travel more because my job is like 90% remote. And I do have some in-person things like our retreats are quarterly and like two of them out the year are in person. And we do have some clients that we need to do in-person kickoffs and stuff. So I do see the value of in-person work. Still. Still, 
Um, but when I'm not doing that, I will definitely be gone. Uh, I've worked remotely from like Mexico and Panama and like Guatemala. And I'm someone who I don't stay gone for like month after month. I used to do that because before all of this, I taught English in Spain for a year through the Fulbright program. So I hopped around a lot, <laughs> a lot during that time period. And I realized that I like having a home base and I like being able to go somewhere and come home. So I'm gone for maybe like I was gone for the past two weeks uh, for half of May. And now I'm back for the whole month of June. So that's how I design my remote work travel life I know it's different for other people who do want to actually go and move abroad and stay abroad but in the current season of my life I like being able to kind of get up and go and do whatever I want and that's what I've been doing essentially and I did a also did a four-month trip around the U.S. which is really cool I know people are like why would you stay in the U.S. Because it's a big old country and there's yep. <laughs> there's like tons of cities I had never been to, like San Diego and Seattle and Portland and Houston and New Orleans. It's like there, there's a lot to do here too. And yes, it is a bit more expensive, but when you're not, like I'm also living at home. So when I'm not paying rent, I do have that bit more flexibility, I would say, than the average person who may have to have like a physical home uh, 24 seven, but that's how I've designed my remote work travel life. And I love it. And it works for me. Yes. Yes. No, I love it. And you know, something that also comes to mind is that going back to your job search, you're not going to see um, particular titles that have social work in it, or even a master's in social work. It's really, mm -hmm. I always say social work is what you make it. Like yeah. you could be a partnership manager, community outreach manager, and your role is, you know, traveling across the U.S. and building strategic partnerships for the organization, for the company, right? Um, building new business to the company, or maybe you're an educator and you want to be traveling and, you know, writing curriculums for K to 12 schools, right? Like when there's a well, there's a way, but you have to give yourself that permission to succeed and give yourself that permission to recognize your true skills, that you're truly an asset, but you have to be willing to put yourself out there. You have to be willing to think outside the box and not let the social work profession and society, of course, put you in a box about what social workers can do. I mean, look at us both. Like, we're changing the game, right? Like we're really doing things that are are not usually spoken about when it comes to our field. So you just have to believe in yourself and just give yourself some grace. You know, there's there's opportunities out there for all of us. Yeah, 100% agree. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. And I think so too, because now I'm in the space of like, if I want to merge my social work skills with my travel skills one day, like what would that look like? You know, that's a whole different, lane of like what would it mean for a social worker to work at a travel company and like talk about the impact of travel on like local communities you know so there's a whole other like like, like once you kind of start dreaming for yourself you can't stop dreaming <laughs> which I think yes. is a beautiful problem to have <laughs> absolutely and it really comes down to positioning yourself as an asset right becoming the solution to the company's biggest problem you're probably thinking how the hell I'm gonna find that google <laughs> google the company see what's going on in the news really study their mission like when you want something really bad you're going to give it your all you're just not gonna look at a job description and apply and be like okay I'm gonna get a job no you this is a competitive job market you have to think outside the box you have to be creative right pitching yourself to a solution you know what I mean like 
quick example for me as a recruiter especially as a clinical recruiter you don't see a lot of clinical recruiters in tech who look like me who sound like me and who is a former licensed social worker right so that's me pitching myself to the solution of employers because I've been working in the field I understand the language right I understand mental health and all of those things so just something for all of you to think about but so, Jordan, you have so, shared so many amazing gems. Any last-minute thoughts, um, feedback for our, our fellow social workers? And as I mentioned, y'all, everything that she has mentioned today will be included in our show notes. And where can people find you, of course? I always say my digital footprint is, like, irresponsible because you can't <laughs> find me anywhere. Uh, so I'm on LinkedIn, Sojourner White. If you send, like, a note that you listen to the podcast, I'll, like, accept you. I get a lot of people nowadays, so yep. I'm trying to, trying to streamline it a little bit. But Sojourner White on LinkedIn and then on social media, like, on TikTok, I'm at Sojourneys. Twitter's at Sojourneys. And then Instagram is at the Sojourneys. So that is my kind of where I'm all over on the, that's where I am all over the internet. Yes, yes. Well, thank you so much for sharing so many gems. And like I mentioned, y'all, all her information will be included in the show notes. Thank you for tuning in on the latest episode of the Social Work Insider. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave me a review on the platform that you're listening from and follow me on TikTok and Instagram at Year Above Mind and LinkedIn at Harleni Vasquez for more motivation on how-to content to help you level up within your social work career. Until next time.